Hey everyone, it's Allison Lee, the host of CraftCast.com, where you get to listen, learn, and create. Back for the first show of 2012 with my guest today, polymer clay artist Cynthia Tinapple, and lots of other fun news and stuff to share. So let's get started. Show number 167. Starting the day again, oh yeah. Letting the sun shine in, uh oh. I'm gonna dig within myself. Uh-oh Life may be never what you think But I think I'll just go with it And create something new Just get yourself right into your chair Come on, listen, you can learn To create something Inside you. Well, hello, everyone. Oh, a slightly belated Happy New Year. A happy 2012. So exciting. It's always, uh, for me, not only it is officially the new year, uh, it's also my birthday in the beginning of January. So it really feels like the new year to me. And I, I, I admit, I take at least a week of celebrating. Uh, not big, big over-the-top parties, but lots of personal celebrations and uh, just sort of doing things that I want to do that maybe I've put off, uh, you know, going shopping, going into Manhattan and looking at museum things, museum exhibits, uh, my favorite going to the museum gift shops, who doesn't love that, <laughs> taking advantage of crazy sales. I have my little secret passion of... Uh, fashion and things. So I've just been having a grand old time is what I'm saying. Eating a lot of different wonderful pastries must stop now. So (laughs) but I'm back and I'm back to share with you all kinds of really fun stuff here in the crafting world. You know me, I'm a uh, I'm an addicted crafter as well as a total computer geek. So there you go. There's the combo package from here. Uh, So let's see. What do I want to talk to you about? Um, da, 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 da. Well, I'm going to talk to you about classes. But first, let me start with um, a book I saw that just sort of cracked me up. Uh, you know the book, Good Night Moon. Raise your hand, please, if you know that book. I know I can see you. Uh, and I know so many of you know that book from if you have children or if you remember it from your own childhood, where it's a lovely picture book where... You know, it's meant to be read to your child when you're in bed at night, uh, putting them down for the evening, and you say good night to everything in the room, and reading, you know, good night chairs, good night uh, slippers, good night clock. You sort of unwind and relax. <laughs> well, this book is called Good Night iPad. And when I saw it, because it's done to to totally uh, parody of the original book, I sort of did one of those double takes of, wait, what's that? And actually, it was with my son, who, of course, I still have his copy of uh, Goodnight Moon. And, of course, it's by Anne Droid. (laughs) Anne Droid. Uh, And it is just cracks me up because it's the new age saying goodnight to everything and turning off the... um, the uh what the we uh your connect all the toys that kids electronic toys would be playing with <laughs> anyway at the end i think they're in bed reading good night moon is the last thing so 
I just loved it. So I'm sharing that with you guys. If you want the link, because you're wondering, what the frig is she talking about today? Uh, come over to thecraftcast.com. I have the link there for you. You can check it out at Amazon. There is even uh, a link I saw at YouTube if you type that in. And someone reads the whole book to you right there. Anyway, it's very cute. Uh, and what else? Okay, now I also want to tell you about... Um, a website. This doesn't matter what craft you're into. Uh, and it is a way I'm warning, big warning. Uh, you can spend a lot of time on this site. So cover your ears if you don't want another place to be inspired, but end up spending a lot of time. Those of you who are still listening, uh, it is called Pinterest, P-I-N-T-E-R-E-S-T.com. And I don't think I've talked about that yet on the show. But it's sort of a visual, it's a digital visual, uh, scrapbooking, no, scrapbooking is the wrong term to use. Here's what it's, this is what it's um, like. Um, I've kept for years, and I'm sure so many of you have, have uh, a notebook, tons of notebooks. And what I do is I tape in there things that I love. Oh, it holds also my vision boards. It holds um, ideas I don't want to forget. But lots of times we used to call them just, um, you know, you're just pulling just different scrap material from magazines, colors I want to remember. It's all taped in there. Well, this is the digital version of that where everyone has an account and they have boards and you put up things that you love that you saw online. And then you can, um, you know, you you can personally refer back to it. Oh, I loved that. Uh, and why. Uh, or you can look at everyone else's boards and find a lot of inspiration, just saying. it's It really is a great inspiration tool. Uh, I go on there and look around at different things from cakes to flowers to jewelry to colors to beads. You get jazzed up. If you're the kind of person that gets jazzed up from lots of great visual input, you're going to love it. So check it out. PIN, like P-I-N-T-E-R-E-S-T dot com. Uh, again, come over to thecraftcast.com if you just don't want to write it down right now, but you want to check it out later. Enjoy that. And then I'm also adding in apps, apps I love. Uh, I'm not big on the toys for, I mean, on the games. I am very big on toys, but um, games for my mobile devices, iPad, iPhone. Uh, except I do occasionally play the solitaire. Uh, it's good to fill in when you're stuck someplace, maybe bored, or um, some of the word games here and there, but I'm not a big Scrabble person. But I do, again, love the visual puzzles. This one is pretty cool, I just have to say. It's called Window Sill, uh, Window, and then Sill, S-I-L-L, and, you know, reasonably priced, a few dollars. It is a graphic puzzle. So what happens is um, you turn it on, you go to the first screen, and you have this little car with wheels that turns on one side of the screen. And the idea is the car has to get just across the bottom of the screen. Somehow you have to get the little door open, and then you go through, and then you go on to the next screen. The visual puzzle that occurs in order that you have to solve is... It's just unique. It's very imaginative. Uh, it's very um, just. It's fun and engaging. It's very interactive, and nothing too difficult. And I'm enjoying it. I haven't finished it yet. I just sort of, you know, at night when I'm unwinding and maybe in front of the television, I'm not so interested. Uh, open it, and uh, it's 
pretty cool. So if you've you're if you're not a game person, but you are a visual person and thought, let me just see what this is. Check it out. It's called Window Sill. I like that. Uh, oh, now let me tell you about a few things coming up on Craftcast. Uh, one. Uh, Metal Clay class coming up. Metal Clay alert, everyone out there. Uh, January 25th with Terry Kowalsik, live online. If you haven't, um, well, let me tell you about it if you haven't. Hold that thought. Uh, this is a great, really cool Metal Clay class, painting and sculpting. I have taken class with Terry, a wonderful teacher. He's just genius at this. That's all. He's genius. And as far as, you know, this is this is why I host these kind of classes. I want to find the person always who's genius at it. They show us the ins, the outs, how to do it. So, uh, you know, you're not frustrated when you give it a try. So uh, come over to craftcast.com under online classes. It's also on the first page of the site. Um, uh, painting and sculpting with Terry Kowalsik. Then... Uh, on the 23rd, that's really two days before Terry's class, I'm teaching a class. I'm opening my mouth. Funny, funny, funny. <laughs> like I don't do that enough. Uh, but I have a class called The Seven Things You Need to Know to Save Time and Monday, Money Building Your Artist Website. Uh, it's it's really for people who want to start a site or uh, already have a site and want to update I have a lot of information from having done this for a lot of years. And, you know, you only find out a lot of this key information, like Terry with teaching painting and sculpting of clay. You know, he's been doing this. This is what he does. So same thing for me. Um, Anyone out there thinking about doing a website in the future, I'm just going to answer a bunch of the broad questions that, uh, you know, some good solid information you need to know uh, before you get going or before you... um, redo your site. Uh, you know, it's, it's, um, but let's just give the, like, like in, in the metal clay class, uh, one of the things that's really important, I didn't know in the beginning is that whenever you open your package of metal clay, you must immediately close it up and keep it in like a little plastic container, maybe with a wet sponge in there. You never want your clay to dry out. It's, you know, how to work really fast. Important tip. You don't, if you don't do that, your clay will dry out. You can waste money and time. Okay important tip. I'm going to give you the same kind of ideas over in the website uh, building area. All those tips so so your clay doesn't dry out, so to speak. (laughs) So come on over to thecraftcast.com. You can see um, all the information on that class and sign up there. So that's exciting. Oh, and here's the last thing. February 8th, hold that date free online that night. Oh, yes, free. Uh, hundreds of you have already signed up. Uh, I love tools. It's an I love tools night uh, for very special people. I haven't announced them yet. Uh, they'll uh, me, uh, if you're signed up for the newsletter or anything to get correspondence from craftcast.com, um, you'll you'll get the announcement on this or see it on Facebook. But they're really special people. And we're all going to be showing our favorite tools that we love. Again, a wonderful big sharing night. Uh, and you'll all get to see if you've never done an online class, um, what uh, how that looks and how much fun we do have, uh, as well as there'll be lots of goodies. Um, we are planning a giveaway. There'll be lots of um, coupons and things for sale at really good prices because I just love that. I do. I love sale shopping. I mean, I love buying something when I really want it and just pay the full price. But I love when also you're there and you get that special bonus deal. I just enjoy it. So I create my own to give for other people. <laughs> 
All right, so there we go. So who's on the show today? Cynthia Tinapple. Miss Cynthia Tinapple. I'm lucky to be able to call her a personal friend of mine now. And we met way back uh, when all this crazy blogging and crafting and info online started happening. And actually, um, she was someone I interviewed like in the very beginning days of Craftcast. Uh, I think it's a single single digit number interview. Uh, and so I wanted to have her back on because she's been doing some really cool stuff uh, in Nepal, as well as um, she's just fun to chat with. So that's who's coming up next. And before I talk with Cynthia, I have a piece of music today by someone named Ms. Jenny Mayhem. And she'll be singing for us when you're older. Because mm-hmm. I am a little older this week. All right, so there you go, and then come on back, and I'll be chit-chatting with Ms. Cynthia Tinapple. Something so right in the way the world moves today. Spitting out fog like some old-fashioned train. Something so nice in the way we've been spending life, a day at a time, drinking the night away. Well, I'll still be here when you're older, and I'll still be feeling the same. Today, uh, a guest that was on Craftcast a while back, I don't even want to think how long ago, Ms. Cynthia Tinapple. Uh, her blog, Palmer Clay Daily, has been, she's been blogging over there since 2005. It's so crazy. Uh, wonderful blog where you get updates daily, all kinds of inspiration. If you're in the Palmer Clay world, even if you're not in the Palmer Clay world, it's always fun to go see what's going on over there. And Cynthia, of course, teaches many a great class here with me at the Craftcast studio. Cynthia, welcome. 
Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. Uh, it's always fun to talk. We always, we always have a good time together. And I'm so excited to talk to you. But before we get into some of the things that I've been wanting to hear, and I thought, why not record it and share it with everyone? Tell everyone a little bit about your background and how you got into polymer, because I know you've been doing it. You're one of the pioneer pioneer people in that medium. Ah, well, I... I've always worked in communications, but um, my I had a I have a daughter, and when she was about ten, we got into making a dollhouse and uh, you know all the stuff, and so I tried this Fimo to make some dollhouse stuff, mm. and uh, I thought, oh, this is such cool stuff, and so she outgrew the dollhouse, but I never outgrew. <laughs> making stuff in polymer and I, I went to the Museum of Modern Art and um, at that time it was Citizen Kane it's now um, Ford and Perlano had um, some some things there and I just looked at them and I thought oh my god I get it and wait so, you saw jewelry pieces that they had made back then yeah 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 their work is yeah. Ford and Perlano that if you guys anyone listening um, beautiful work so you saw that did you think because when I saw their work the first time, I thought, that's polymer clay. Because when you think of polymer clay, you don't... Th now, I've learned, but I didn't think that way back. Way back. Yeah, I don't know. I looked at it, and I thought, oh, oh I get it. I get it. You know? You did. So, well, that's yeah. why you were able to go on and make beautiful things, and I'm still trying to figure out how to make one of your beach <laughs> petals. <So. laughs> I, don't, I don't make that much. I talk more about it. I make I make enough to be credible and... You know, to have fun with it, but I'm not a production person. Right, so. right. Well, what what drew you in at first? Was it, do they have all the colors in the beginning? I'm trying to remember back when you would see that in the art supplies. Um, yeah, sure they did. They did. Um, yeah, it was just the, honestly, it was the geometry and the math of it. And then, of course, then I started meeting people, so it was the people. What do you mean the geometry and the math? You Maybe know, when you make a the kaleidoscope cane, oh, yeah, and okay. th thinking in 3D. Got it. Okay. Thinking geometrically, and uh, you know, all of a sudden, every striped rug, you think, oh, I could make that a cane. You oh. know, I went to. I remember going to, um, you know, a fast food restaurant, looking at their formica, thinking, oh, I could make that into a cane. <laughs> you know, thinking, oh, I have gone too far. <laughs> no, that's when it gets good. I don't think that way about canes, I can't say, but I do understand that sort of a, a lovely obsessive type of thinking because it yeah, pushes the yeah. envelope so you keep, you know, keep it going. Yeah. So Oh, and, and so then I would go ahead. Then I would see I met lots of people who were scientists who had were looking at pattern matching under microscopes mm. except you know they were medical technologists or whatever. But that they, they were intrigued by the same thing. That it was it's pattern matching. It's, you know, seeing pattern oh I got it so it's that puzzle of that yeah yeah definitely the kaleidoscope thing yeah so did you try figuring out how to make canes on your own or was there I know there wasn't there was like one book out at that point or something probably right I went to a class you did Carol Shelton who's now in Pittsburgh was teaching a class at the art, art center she she had figured it out, and there were some other people around who had figured it out. So, and you just kept we playing. Formed a guild, and the rest is history. The rest yeah. is history. And yeah. then, how do you decide that you're going to start uh, one of the known blogs for this medium? How does that occur? Well, that was a little circuitous. Um, <clears throat> 
I knew I was going to retire and I was looking for something to do. And my children came to me, I had a little come to Jesus meeting with mm -hmm. me saying, Mom, you can't talk about us on the blog anymore, our family <laughs> blog. We are adults. <laughs> you may not put silly pictures of us on our. Um. So um, I thought, well, they're right. So I have to channel my, you know, I really have always been a communicator. That's what I do. Got so, it. So, so you I switched. started talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Your kids are like, I'll have to ask my son. Well, I don't do it too much. I only I do it rare occasion when I just can't help myself. But, you know, they have to sneak in a little bit. And now, did you think Palmer Clay Daily would grow like it did? No, but it's been a long time. I mean, it's it hasn't been, you know, skyrocket. But I thought when I had a thousand people reading my my stats showed a thousand people. I thought, all right, I have caught every fool who is doing polymer <laughs> in the world. <laughs> hey, I remember and, when and, twenty people checked something. It seemed like, who are these people? Right, right. and they're so, from around the world. Right. So I, it's it surprised me. It it sure has. And what else has surprised me is my children are now coming now coming back to me. Um, they both work in the web, and they both think I'm really quite good at it. Yay! <laughs> oh, yay! <laughs> They're impressed. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> it's nice when our children are impressed back a bit. Right. I always enjoy that. All right, well, let's talk about, though, your trip. Explain to everyone what you did and why and what happened. Oh, dear. Um well, I met Wendy Moore online. Wendy Moore is from Australia, and she had helped start a project in Nepal because she has for many years traveled to Nepal and back, and her, she and her husband were living and working there at the time. So I said, I don't... And she, was, she had started a project for women who have been, had been in domestic abuse situations and uh, helping them out legally and with life skills. She didn't really want to do polymer, but um, when she took the products these women made to the fair trade organization, they said, mm -hmm. eh, everybody does beads, everybody does felt, come on, we can't sell this, but we can sell whatever that is you're wearing around your neck. And hmm. she was, of course, wearing polymer. That she had made? So she's, Yeah. Okay. So she 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 reluctantly decided, all right, I'll try to get polymer to Nepal and I'll try to teach them and yada yada. And that was a few years back. Uh, and she contacted me because she was, you know, in the middle of doing this. And I said, I don't know how I can help you, but you need a website so I can make you a website. So I made her a website. Oh, and yeah. The website helped get some grants and helped, you know, have a presence and things kind of snowballed. And so she then started doing tours. And so she was having a tour and so uh, and wondered if I'd teach and come on a tour. So She was bringing people with her just to take a tour of Nepal? Yes. She okay. set up tours of the... Since she had lived there quite a while and she speaks both Nepali and English... And, you know, knows a lot about the country. I mean, I think that's a fun way to, to, to take a trip. Absolutely. Is, you know, someone who really knows Absolutely, the, yeah. the, the landscape. So um, um, so there were eight of us on this 
tour. I went early so that I could teach the women. Um, I taught them something that I had researched and I thought would be easy to produce and you know um, could was sellable and would ignite them. You know, was mm -hmm. was based on their culture and their colors and their way of seeing the world. So um, they were just like sponges. They, I bet. They, picked it up quickly. There were eight women who have been through three years of training in this, so um, they picked it up quickly. They wanted more, more, more. I took a bag of um, of various people's work from the U.S. that I had, you know, I have from over the years, and they, I saw them sorting through everything and studying and figuring out how things had been made. Some of the things that have been in books and they have seen them in the books but had never seen them in person. Mm -hmm. So um, so when they learned everything I wanted to teach them the first day, I would thought it would take two days. It took them one. Mm -hmm. So the second day, we just jumped into some of the other. I checked with uh, Kim Karinga was the one that they really liked, and mm -hmm. I wrote, I emailed her and said, "Is it okay?" And she wrote back, "Sure, sure." So I taught them that the second day, and then. And but, what was I that? Mean, what was that that attracted? Um, um, it was colors. It was flowers. I didn't realize how tropical it was in this part mm -hmm. of Nepal, mm -hmm. but it's really quite a tropical area, and so this really resonated with them, mm -hmm. and they they loved it, and they put them on, and they looked. Perfect, mm -hmm. and um, I have them. My pictures are up on my um, uh, Flickr site. Oh, pictures okay. from Nepal. There's a set there, and you can see them wearing these things. And these these girls are beautiful. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're they wear color. They do color like like intuitively, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so they did a, a marvelous job. So. Oh, At any rate, it was wonderful, and I didn't realize there was going to be a graduation ceremony, and I was giving the graduation <laughs> address, Aww. and there were certificates, and there was much crying, and these are women who have never graduated from anything. That's so, great. Yeah. So now, how will it go on? So now, will they make things that will be for sale over here? They will, and uh, I will have a um, an Etsy page up for them, and oh, I know that uh, that Wendy's working on some things. Uh, it's difficult on their site to get that up because Nepal is still a little. I mean, their their political stuff has settled down a lot, but you know, um, banks aren't really that hot to work with them right now. So we have to work with them through Australia and the U.S. so that. You know, we kind of bypass their banking system. Now, how I much money? How much money can a woman make? Not necessarily dollars, but in how would you compare it to, um, you know, something like? Does it give them enough to take care of themselves? Um, I'm not sure at this point that it does. Mm -hmm. But what it does do is it empowers them in other ways. Mm. Um, they can say, I'm having, you know, their families are loath to take them back. If if their husband has left them or beaten them or mm -hmm. done whatever, um, their family of origin does not want them back because it's another mouth to feed mm -hmm. in a very, mm -hmm. very poor country. Mm -hmm. So, um, but if they can say, I am an artist and I'm, you know, and I'm working on this, then 
the family is much more, oh. I don't know, it gives them credibility and right. it gives them some leverage in that situation. So, sure. and these women have, they are earning something. I think they earn, I think it's, it's kind of piecework, I think. Right. I think that that's how they're paid, but I, I'm, I'm not real clear on that. Uh, they do make some, and they make enough that they have started their own, what do you call that, micro-lending thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, So yeah, the yeah, eight yeah. women save their dollars, their pennies, and so one of them comes with, up with an idea, that, and they say, well, this is where I think I could sell some of my work. The others will loan them the money to get started. I mean, wow. they've taken real ownership of this project, so, you know. That's a real plus. No, it sounds like it. Were you? What were you most impressed with? It sounds like well, the speed of learning impresses me because I would need the two days for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was more cultural things. I, I was impressed by what these women have done given their culture. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would go to um, a town or a bazaar in in Nepal, and there would be a hundred booths of people selling beads, let's say glass beads. Okay. And they would all be selling exactly the same glass beads, laid out exactly the same way. Hmm. Then the price would be exactly the same. And I would think, what? You know, did anybody talk to you about marketing? Right. You know, why why would you what why don't you locate down somewhere else where they're not selling beads? Mm -hmm. But so I didn't quite understand that in the culture, but there's a big resistance to being different mm. and to because they're very poor, you know, mm -hmm. a risk to, to be different is a risk. And mm -hmm. if you're very poor, you don't take a big risk. But that can get you in some you know, crazy places. I mean, <clears throat> so these women have taken a huge risk in asking for help. Mm -hmm. And um, so once they've taken that first risk, um, then developing their own art and developing their own voice uh, is an even, well, is, is easier, but it's a huge risk. And this is not a culture where you, you develop your own voice. I mean, I right, don't think that's right. You know, you do you what blend your in grandmother high. did. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's really so, huge. Yeah, it is, and it's quite exciting to see. And I saw it. We also visited several other projects. We visited a potter um, <clears throat> in this village for hundreds of years. They've been making pottery the same way. The pottery leaks. It doesn't have glaze on it. The designs. <laughs> Were for 800 years ago, you know, there, and one person in town had someone come and show them how to put glazes on, how to turn, how to fire, you know, the other people were firing in a big pile in the middle of town, you know, mm -hmm. at the town square, you mm -hmm. just pile it all up and, mm -hmm. and let it burn for mm -hmm. four days. Mm -hmm. This other person learned to do um, <clears throat> a kerosene kill, and, um, you know, it's night and day. This one guy is getting, you know. Well, is, does he sell his stuff then because it is different or is it considered magic he does, and weird? But he has to sell it. He has to sell it out of, he sells it to hotels and restaurants oh. and he sells it out of, out of the country mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. there's not a big market within mm -hmm. Nepal for something that obviously he has to charge more for. Right, 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 right. Because there's more effort in it. But 
you know, it's it's just so stunning to see these two things side by side. Yeah. You know, and and say, look what this guy's doing. Maybe you want to do it his way. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that happens eventually, but it's it's difficult in a cult to come from a culture like ours where that individual uh, enterprise is is rewarded to yeah. be in a culture where that is not rewarded. So. That is interesting. And also immediate learning and an overnight delivery of the next thing you need. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> it is. Uh, no, you can't. And that's the other thing, just getting stuff shipped there from suppliers. Yeah. Um, they would, it would come in all the, all the blades would be gone, missing from the order. Oh, of course. I mean, you can't, yeah. you can't send anything by mail because it gets rifled through before it gets there. Oh, really? So, no. You well, so you to have to do, send it through? Know, like DHL or okay. what, what are the other things? Uh, you know, FedEx. Whatever. Otherwise, people steal their clay. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, wow. there are problems. I mean, there are real barriers to getting ahead here. Did you find but it's a fabulous, a f yeah, fabulous it's, country? It, I mean, I have all the pictures in my head going on. It did you said okay? So it is more tropical. So did you find that the women you were working with, and you said they had it in them, their sense of color was their color palette one of working with tropical colors mostly, or was it more eclectic than that? Could you? You know what I felt having taught other places was that they don't have any fear of color. Oh, that's an interesting. No, it wasn't yeah, so yeah, yeah. much it wasn't so much having a palette. It's just like they say, yeah, color, bring it on. Yeah, you know? interesting. So that was nice to work with. You know how some people will say, I'm not sure. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. Beige. Yeah. I think I'll do beige and brown. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Don't do color. And they would do beige and brown, but they would embrace beige and brown. You know? mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. they, they didn't have any fear of it. That's that's very interesting. I wonder where we get that fear yeah. part of color and then that they don't. I don't know. Well, they're. I think also they're so repressed in so many other parts of their life that color is one place where mm. they are not repressed. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Now, you spent how long there? Three weeks. And yeah. what did you leave with? Like, what was your lessons learned? My takeaway? Yeah. Well, you know, it, it kind of came to me in a little mosaic insights rather than one big broad right. brush painting. Right. But I guess if I had to name my mosaic, I would say that what I learned was that generosity and hospitality trumps any other kind of impoverishment, you know, mm. where they mm. had, they were lacking in, you know, drinkable water and, right. you know, there's litter everywhere and right. you have you know, very, very poor conditions. And you, you get caught up in that and think, oh, my God, pick up the trash. Right, you know? right. <laughs> I mean, that's your, that's my, right, right. that's your first instinct. But then you look beyond that and you see how really generous and hospitable these people are. And you think, you know what, that, I'll take that. Because then I got back to this country and I heard people snarling and snarky and, 
And I thought, oh, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> Interesting. But the, dra- the trash was picked up, though. <laughs> the trash was picked up. And I th- say, thank you, Lady Bird Johnson litter bug campaign. You right. know? Uh, thank you for a government that works right. most of the time. Right. You know, th- so there are many things you're thankful for. Thank you for EPA and, you right. know, what's the water? Water. Right, right. But. You know, I can drink the water. Right. Yeah, isn't that sort of interesting? And you can order supplies and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, right. A mail system that works. Yeah. A mail system that works. Yeah. Well, let's also talk about, I know you have a book project in the works. Yeah. What the overall, what's going on there? Well, yeah, it's through Pottercraft, which is an imprint of Random House. Mm-hmm. And so I have a contract. Yeah, makes me a little nervous. <laughs> but to uh, to have a book written, I have to have the the words written by June. So um, and it's a global look at the world. I mean, at the world of polymer. Um, I don't. I mean, you know, the working title is sort of wonky right now. So, but it's a so it's a global view of, of polymer around the world. And also, um, what I'm hoping to do is look at. Um, new voices, you know, we've, we're, it feels kind of like we've made a generational shift from the first people like mm-hmm. me who mm-hmm. kind of came in on this to a second tier mm-hmm. that's all over the world. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, it'd be interesting, I think, to hear from them and um, celebrate some of the work that they're doing. So are you collecting work from people around the world to show on the book? Every day. Oh, you are? Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so no, and it's based. It's based on the blog. Because, okay. You Got know, it. this this has put me in the catbird seat because I kind of I see what's what's happening, or I right. hope I see what's happening. Right. And uh, it's it's very exciting, and Nepal was part of that. I knew that you know a global look at the world should include that. Absolutely. You know, some some third world input. Well, we see the world from our place on the Google map, which is here in North America. But, you know, the it's interesting when you had to look at it from another point of the world. And I know from the classes we've done together through CraftCast, the people who come on live online are from around the world. I just find that amazing. Sure. sure. And I could see us, that is us, the U.S., importing exporting our teachers over the air and now what i see how, over to europe at yes. least and and then eastern europe and and beyond and now i see that those countries are you know growing their own teachers right. and starting their own um groups and and teaching whatever conferences and whatever and and taking taking the ball themselves so i think that will change it some although you know i still i still can tell where donna cato is by you know what's coming <laughs> by by what her student work is right know? right or, right for those of you who are not palmer clay people donna cato is also one of the um forerunners original forerunners in the palmer clay world and yes you can tell always i guess in a new medium where who people have studied from because you learn what they taught which is their style right right and then that has to like soup I, I sort of you know meld right and but i i'm seeing those those students take you know master classes and at first their work is very um 
reflective of this teacher, and then soon their own spirit comes out. And right. I can see that happening. Right. Yeah, it is really cool. It is really. Um, and in, were you when you were in Nepal? Was there any availability to computers and internet, or was that really hard to find? It it was amazing. Well, a couple of days before I got there. Um, they bumped up their internet at the at the house where I stayed. Lucky and for was, you. I thought that was wonderful. Yes. <laughs> so they they had had some lower bandwidth and they bumped it up, and so it was always like a like a beacon in this the corner of the room where I stayed. It was like a connection right. to the other world. Right. You know? So so and what stunned me was the connectivity of these very poor people, even the monks. You know, in had two phones. Everybody has two phones in Nepal. So if one network is down, the other one uses our other phone. Or if you're out of oh. minutes on one, you so you can get a $20 phone and then you buy the paid cards. And they're very tech savvy. I went to an orphanage and, you know, five-year-olds came up and took my iPhone. They were just playing with it. But they right. would... They would be flipping through and doing the apps, and right, they without were, a problem. They were no problem at all. The problem was getting it back from them. Yeah, <laughs> but, but and so I don't speak Nepali, but I do speak technology. Right, and so I could talk to anybody. Right, I love that. I mean, that really is what changes the world too. It's just our ability yes. to, you know video chat with everyone. I mean, I just love that and look at what people are doing and all. So, well, that was very exciting. Are you going to go back? Yeah, well, think? I, oh, it's, it's quite a big trip, yeah, but I would yeah. like to go back. Yeah, yeah. 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 It took a lot out of me. I forgot about that. <laughs> well, An 18 hour flight. Yeah. That's crazy. We have to find a quicker yeah. way to, you know, beam me up, Scotty. Don't our iPhones beam us really? up at this point? That's what I heard. Um, well, I want to also talk about before we go, <clears throat> your so people know about your um, subscription-based newsletter that you also do. So if you want more than, I mean, I think oh. your webs, your your did your sounds like your headset is going a little funky. Oh, you want to unplug it? Yeah, just plug yep. it. See, we're both tech-savvy girls. We know what to do. Am I back in yet? No, not yet. You're on your. You're on the. Um, okay, that's better. Is that it? That's good. Okay. Um, see, I know how to deal with uh, little <laughs> feedback here and there. <laughs> you hit it, shake it, or unplug it and plug it back <laughs> <That's> in, <right. laughs> and then it works. Uh, but no, I want you to talk about your subscription-based um, newsletter. I believe it's called yeah. Powerplay Mojo. It's Studio Mojo. Studio Mojo. Sorry. Yeah, uh, actually, Dale Dorishow got me on this. We wrote a little book called um, Creative Sparks. It's yep. all about. You know, getting yourself jazzed up and keeping your mojo going, which we need. And so, um, what I it's a weekend, a, a weekend newsletter, and I usually, I often do um, interviews, video interviews with polymer artists that you may have heard of, but you probably never met. And so, I talk to them about why and how they do what they do, um, and um, kind of. I don't usually get into products and that sort of thing in polymer clay daily because I don't want to be known as a tool person. Mm -hmm. So if I have tools I'm really hot for, I'll talk about them on Studio Mojo mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or, or techniques that are new that I think really need a little more explanation 
we talk about it there. So it's really just taking you to the next level and um, talking a little more intimately about why we do what we do. Fun. Yeah. So people it's, sign up and they get it on uh, for the weekend for their time in the studio. Yeah, I, I say weekend because that gives me a little wiggle room. Right. Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, depending right. on how <laughs> <laughs> Plus, but I tr you know, time changes and they could be in Australia. So there's also that difference in yeah, time. So true, true. Yeah, it all works out. I never did get that. I never did understand that international dateline stuff. I, all I know is this from having done, it could have been a class with you. And I got an email one morning and someone was all upset saying, I miss the live class. I always take class. It was on Tuesday night. Um, and I, and I wrote back saying, Class hasn't happened yet. It doesn't happen for another six hours. <laughs> <laughs> and she wrote back, oh, right, I forgot. It's, I take class Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. It's only 5 a.m. And I'm like, wow, that was a bizarre conversation. Yeah. So I know. all I know now is that Australia is in tomorrow when I'm working with them. And I've sort <laughs> of <laughs> just... I That's just about as far as it. I got to. Yeah. yeah. Are you in tomorrow or yesterday is basically <laughs> how it goes. And then you take it from there. It really doesn't matter as long as you're awake at that point is all that counts. So, well, I knew it would be fun talking to you. It always is. And I was so excited. Thank you for sharing all your trip adventures with us here. Uh, and I know everyone can check out uh, Palmer Clay Daily at palmerclaydaily.com and come over to uh, craftcast.com and you can get all the links for everything we talked about today with Cynthia, um, as well as at palmerclaydaily.com. You can get um, uh, the links for her studio mojo as well. So thank you, my dear. It was fun Thank talking you. to you. I always love oh, seeing always what you're doing. Oh. It is. Yeah. We, could, we could do this easily with no problem. Yeah. <laughs> Have a Thank great evening. Also. Okay, bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Well, I hope you all enjoyed my chit-chat with Ms. Cynthia Tinapple. Uh, you can come over to the craftcast.com site. I have some links there uh, where you can check out Cynthia's um, Nepal pictures on Flickr. Pretty cool. As well as get all the information on our studio uh, mojo, her newsletter and her website, palmerclaydaily.com. Okay. So I thought about today's, uh, entertaining thought ET section of the show. And, uh, in light of the start of the new year and all, uh, a lot of people ask me questions about how to make their work stand out. Um, I used to do a lot of work with people on their portfolio when I was uh, working as creative director in organizing their portfolio so that it had a um, impactful presentation. Uh, so I want to give some secrets about that. And, and uh, here's the thing that I find that some people do, which makes sense why we would do this. But it really, it really gets in your own way. And that is people show their work and they want to show that they can do um, a variety of things so that they can make, um, let's just, let's play with the idea of jewelry first. Actually, let me use what I actually used to look at, people's photography. I'd be looking at uh, photographers' portfolios. So they would show that they could shoot children, they could do fashion, they could do menswear, they could do animals, they can do it um, uh, in studio or on location, and as well as cover some weddings and some birthday parties. So, and maybe each picture was really wonderful. But what happens is when someone looks at it, they don't get one voice 
they don't get one sense of who you are, what your work is. Uh, and, and, and that's not to say that um, someone's style, when you really do have your own style, will hold up no matter what. But for the majority of time, when you start showing bits of everything like that, it weakens your look as opposed to strengthen it, saying, listen, I can do it, you know, any which way you want it. That's what really comes across. And the stronger um, point of view is to create a body of work, in this case, a portfolio, where it is one direction. So let's say it is fashion outside uh, in different feelings. It could be the beach, it could be in snow, it could be uh, in rain. But you're always doing fashion outside. And maybe it's always um, uh, sportswear fashion outside. And all of a sudden, you re-edit your book, put in different pictures, and now you have a strong statement. Same thing is true with jewelry. Some people will say, um, well, I want to put in a piece of my silverwork, a piece of my gold work. I want to do some earrings, my necklace, my this, my that, blah, 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 blah. And they can all stand alone as individual pieces. But to make an impact when you're trying to present some of your work, like to be represented at a gallery per se, it has to have more of a cohesive feeling. Uh, it's much stronger that way. Uh, it's a very, it makes a statement and someone can tell who you are. So that's why it also helps to have someone else do that for you. You really need to have someone else who you trust, who you think is good, edit your work and pull it together that way. Uh, because it's, it's, you know, it's scary when it's you, you want to go, no, I just want them to see this too. I want them to see that part. Uh, but the truth is it really weakens your presentation. It really does. So, um, Find someone who you trust, you think, taste you like, or even work with if you're going to a gallery. Ask the gallery owner. Uh, but ask some people, you know, uh, and get their get their feedback on that. Uh, it's a hard one to do for yourself. So I'm putting that out there to everyone today. How to make your own um, work stand out in a crowd is really what it's all about. And for all of you who are listening to the show today uh, through the CraftCast app, uh, don't forget to listen to the bonus material, which is um, the link to listen and watch the video audio presentation, which is called just that, called just that, the top five mistakes that keeps your work from standing out in a crowd. So there you go, all of you who own the app. And if you don't, um, that interests you and you want to make sure you have the app, you can go over to the App Store. Uh, Craftcast app is also available for droids. Check it out. So there you go. That's today's information. We're off to a new year. It's very exciting. I love hearing from all of you. Uh, you know you can always uh, email me, allison at craftcast.com. Uh, you can also uh, leave me a voicemail at uh, 877-819-1859, as well as find me on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, and you know I love hearing from all you guys. So until next time, you know what I have to say. Get your butt in the chair and keep crafting. Just